0: And record it there we go <clears throat> okay uh let's sync up in three two one
1: Cameron. oi Kevin, laugh at laugh like you're french oh ho oh, oh. <laughs> no, you're like oh, oh, oh you gotta get that kind of uh, uh. oh oh, oh.
0: oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah i was going somewhere with that I can't do it
1: i can't oh, really do it so because if you if, if you if you can do it and you could find the grit and you hold on to the great you can turn it into that that's actually a good tip that that was a trick mark taught me at the end of our last lesson and like he's like hey, five seconds, can you do this? And I was like, yeah. He's like, play with that. And I have been, and it's like, oh, wow, that is so much easier to find than, than the way I've been doing. It's like, what if, what if there's only, like, two steps, and one of them is sound French? That's nah, been fun.
0: I gotta... yeah, No, you, you have to use your voice tricks on VR more. You gotta get these tricks down so you can, like, turn them on like a light switch and do funny voices.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I the I I still I still have to work on like articulation, right? Cuz it's like I can make noises, but if I you can't understand what I'm saying, uh Oh
0: yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of the practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I never watched Lazy Town, but I've seen some clips that were funny. You
1: are a pirate.
0: Yeah, the pirate one? Uh the weird number one song is popular. Uh, did you ever see the ice cream bit where like Robbie Rotten's giving himself ice cream?
1: Mm-mm. I saw the cake one.
0: That's a funny one too.
1: That one is an earworm, and I even just thinking about um, it, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I that one I,
0: I, is that's the one that like got edited, kind of gross, right?
1: I want to say yes, because
0: it was kind of weird. Because when the the actor that played that girl. Um, she turned 18, and then she, like, did a video referencing that. And it's kind of like, eh, I don't... <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. where's the...
0: I want to show you this ice cream bit, because it was funny.
1: Yes, ice cream bit, and then I have stories. Yeah. Also, you send me a rogue fried chicken. I
0: want to hear stories.
1: Rouge. Yeah, stories are fun. Did you watch that? Not yet. Oh, it's only six seconds
0: damn boy were you just frying chicken in there (laughs) for real
1: though you piss loud as fuck i think that's pretty cool (laughs) what's with this you piss loud as fuck thing going around because that's like the third one of those you sent me
0: oh i'm sorry i I can't keep track
1: no they're all different though which is great like it's it's really funny and then i send them to other people and they're like why do you send me this what's wrong with you
0: when I when I want to reference that, I'll uh, look for the one that I usually send people, and I can't find it because there's a new one. So I just send you the new one instead.
1: Well, the last one was like a, just a drawing, and this was a full on YouTube video. It's weird because I think the Anyways, first one was
0: Sonic, but now Rouge is getting more yeah. associated with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, that's a pretty sexy version of Rouge. I just said that to Emily and Alice too because they're friends with me for some reason. Anyways. Robbie Rotten. I kinda like the, the physical comedy that this guy's doing, like the way he's acting and moving his body. Yes. Is um kind of impressive. I
0: I wish um I wish there was a way to do face stuff better in VR, because I would find a Robbie Rotten avatar and just like do this stuff all the time.
1: So what can I do for yeah. you? You incredibly handsome person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'd like an ice cream about this high. Okay, coming right up. He looks like vaguely fake, and I don't know if that's just because it's like a um, low-quality video or something. But like the way, or or, or whatever makeup he's got, but like his face is weird. But it's so weird uh, in a very particular way.
0: about fifty percent of the face you're seeing is plastic. Okay, that makes sense like his his chin is like three times as long as his real chin.
1: That yeah, cuz it it looked it had like a plasticky kind of look to it and I wasn't sure um that was like his actual face, if that was the makeup uh part, you know, just cuz there's something off about his character, but then he's leaning into it really well cuz his face is selling like everything about it. I uh, I sent this to Josh and he's like, "But why?" <laughs> it's fun knowing you because then you send me weird stuff and then I can send weird stuff to people. Um, and then I get to be that friend, but like, I don't have to do any of the work. We've talked about this before, but it still makes me happy.
0: Yeah. I, I really like, uh, playing with Photoshop and I, sometimes I'm in a discord and I'm not part of the conversation, but someone will say, Hey, I'm working on this art piece or, Hey, I just uploaded a new uh, music track here. And, uh, like, you know, our friend, uh, I don't remember what we call him on the show. Um, but he talked about that visual novel he was working on.
1: Yeah. I remember what he, we did. What did we call him on the show?
0: I don't know. I only he know him by his username and he didn't want me to say it out loud, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he's been doing a lot of music and he, he uploaded the better person dot MP3 and like, let me actually it's, it's timed here. So within 10 minutes I saw this and uploaded, um, this picture here where i took the uh, free guy poster but i recreated the font and changed it to the better person which completely like (laughs) it 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 clashes with the tone of the music that he just uploaded but you're looking at this while it's playing and i got that up before most people saw it and he was like dude why do you keep doing this it's like i'm really good at it so i'm
1: gonna keep doing it you you add a lot to comedy. I mean, I've seen, I've interacted in discords with you, and I've also like seen screenshots of the stuff you you save that you're like, this one was really good, and it and it always is like, not to toot your horn, but you're pretty funny.
0: Or, oh yeah, someone else too. They uh they draw furry characters, and they drew like a character that's a bearded dragon, and so I took that and really quickly photoshopped it so there was like a loaf of bread stuck on his head, so he's a breaded dragon. <laughs> And I upload that, like, right under it. And he's like,
1: why do you do that so fast? It, it is kind of, like, magical, though, when you get quick at Photoshop and just the weird things you can do in a short amount of time. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this, but we had a guy retire at work. And I had to put, like, the PowerPoint together. I feel like I did mention this. But I I, I Photoshopped a bunch of pictures for it because we had only a couple. And we wanted to put some kind of, like, presentation PowerPoint. And I was like, well, what if I just photoshop him this one image but i'll just put him in different places on the planet right and then off planet because i decided to have fun with it and um i ended up doing a thing with uh jeopardy you know guess the guess the letters i believe that's jeopardy what's the one or is that wheel of fortune that's wheel of fortune okay it was that one and so i put that together and like every like you know my boss is like how did you do this and it's like this is actually a really mediocre photoshop job i didn't really color match things very well but I did it in 10 minutes because I wanted to get it done quickly, you know? And it's such a fun tool to know how to use, even if you're not great at it. Like, you can get so much enjoyment out of, like, a base level of Photoshop.
0: Oh, um, okay. I I was scrolling up in the chat, and uh, we were talking about Kingdom Hearts 4. uh, Since that just got released, or the teaser was released, blah, announcement. And I was posting random Kingdom Hearts pictures because the other guys don't follow it. So they didn't see the like new content in Kingdom Hearts 3. Where is it? Here. And um, the one guy was like, oh, Ratatouille. That reminds me of my favorite Ratatouille picture. And he sent me this uh, comic page. That. Oh, let me see. Oh, your your content's blocked.
1: Oh, wow. It's one of those, huh?
0: Yeah, but it's strange. I've never seen that on a DM before.
1: How does it know?
0: Well, I was going to have you, you it describe it. Vo-
1: send it to me through Facebook.
0: Uh, it's an AI thing that scans stuff. Um, oh, Facebook works. Because I wanted you to describe girl. it because it'll be funny.
1: Little Zuckerberg doesn't care about Facebook... a little rat porn. Yeah, it really doesn't. There it goes. It? Here we go. What am I looking at here? So, it's the girl and the guy, and she's like, How's that the guests are all satisfied? Perhaps it's time to satisfy the Gooks. And he's like, Oh, oh <laughs> just give me a moment to clean up. Oh. Now, now he can close the door and he's really he's really upset. He's like, What am I gonna do? I don't know how to please a woman. And the rat's looking at him like, relax, it's just nature. Put me in control, I'll show you how it's done. Oh god. And so he puts puts the rat under his hat. He's like, Alright, I we'll promise you'll be gentle with her. And then and then he's he's She's, he's fucking her from behind and he's got a big old smile and she's got a big old uh, smile. He's like, Linguini, I had no clue you were such an animal. But she probably said it with a French accent. Like, ha ha oh oh, oh.
0: oh, but she, that was, uh... <laughs> that was, uh,
1: and that was, that was, oh, God. Oh, oh, yeah, be so the follow-up is, oh, you just I photoshopped, photoshopped Sora. He <laughs> 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 photoshopped Linguini out, put Sora in the place. Why does it look like he's pouring a beer on her butt? Because
0: he is. So,
1: oh well. Why not?
0: There's a cooking mini game, and I get the screenshot of Ratatouille making Sora cook, and he's like, he's looking down with this big smile, and it's like, wait a minute, I know what to do.
1: Yeah, because you got Ratatouille on his head then, holding his hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the The narrative literally still holds up. It's great.
1: That works really well. That's super funny. I don't know if I'll send this to anyone. I feel like this no. might overstep bounds that's a different one but uh <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do that rare restraint but every once in a while saves me from losing friends and family oh that's, but that's funny. how
0: my week's been how about uh how about you you said you had a good story for me
1: yeah i tried um non-alcoholic whiskey oh okay so, uh, I was with uh, Heather at that axe throwing bar again. We were hanging out, but you know, dry April, which I've been doing pretty well on, by the way. I had a beer yesterday. Um, and so that's basically it. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. We're halfway through. Um and they're like, "Well, okay, they'll they have mocktails there, so you don't have to just get water." And I was like, "All right, let's try this." So, I go up and I was like, "Hey, what do you, what do you have?" And he's like, "Well, we have a non-alcoholic whiskey, a non-alcoholic rum, and a non-alcoholic gin." And I was like, well, I'm more of a whiskey person. Uh, what's it taste like, Do you you know, if you had it? And he's like, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you, you mix it with Coke or Pepsi and it's kind of like a, a, you know, a whiskey Coke. Like it works. And I was like, well, I usually drink whiskey on the rocks or neat. And he's like, I don't know if I'd recommend that with this. And I was like, well, let's try it. I, I'm curious now. I've never had non-alcoholic whiskey. So he pours me, you know, shot and a half, two shots of it over some ice and i sip it and it is like it is a weird taste it it's both like not very flavorful but also trying really hard to be kind of like a nice flavored whiskey like there's hints of like maybe dark chocolate or molasses in there but there's also a really weird medicinal taste um i'm trying to think of like what the medicine would be it almost kind of have like a, like a black licorice medicinal not, you know, kind of yucky. Uh, but also not a lot of flavor. But then it has a burn there because obviously alcohol burns. But it's not the alcohol. So it's a synthetic, like weird chemical burn, like a, like in the bad way. And it was it was so fucking bizarre. But I, I sipped on this for a bit and I eventually I brought it back to him and I was like, I don't think I can finish this. Can can you put some coke in it? And I haven't had a coke in like two years. Um and so he puts puts some coke in it, fills it back up. And it does taste kind of like a rail whiskey Coke. It, it went from like, this is really uncomfortable to drink. I might dump this down the, the sink too. Hey, this is familiar. Uh, the burn is still wrong. It's still like unpleasant in a bad way because it, it's not supposed to do that. Right? Like I understand how good liquor tastes and this, this was not that, you know, but it, it was, it was interesting. And then like, I don't know. Half an hour after I finished it, I started getting really anxious, and I don't know if it was the the fake booze or if it was because I had a coke and it's been so long since I had that much sugar and caffeine at once. But that was that a could weird have experience. Been it too. Um,
0: there's actually like a very real thing with uh, like people that give up soda for a while, and it's like they'll have one, and it's like it feels like I'm drinking poison. Like my body's not reacting to it, right?
1: Yeah, it really is. Like it, it tastes. The taste is still, to me, fairly good, but the texture is weird. And then, like, that much sugar and caffeine, I think I really think it was probably that over the fake booze. I-, I think it was just sort of like, I don't know how to handle this much sugar <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a go anymore. Uh, and I-, I was, like, feeling like, like oh, shit, something bad's about to happen. Like, I ended up leaving a little earlier than I wanted to because I was just like, this this is not a good time anymore. And I I wonder if it was the pop.
0: It actually could have been.
1: But if I go and have another fake liquor again, I want to try a gin and tonic. Uh, I'm less attached to gin as a flavor. But also, you know, tonic doesn't have, it's not a sweet uh, cocktail. Uh, So that uh, might be kind of fun.
0: That might work out better.
1: But also, like, it was $3, and I'm like, I I probably would have just gotten more out of a glass of water. But I did get a story. I don't think I have any stories. So you win that's this okay. round. Yes! Um, I did have kind of a topic if if you want to indulge me. And I apologize because I'm going to talk. But have you ever gone back to any of your like old artistic projects and like, I'm going to fix this up or I'm going to work on this again? like Something that's like five or more years old. No,
0: I just kind of... like If I'm reminded of it, I cry.
1: That's... I, I don't know if that's the healthier way to do it. Uh, but I decided... And I, I I may have bitched about this a couple months ago when I was trying to edit a, a novella of mine that was, like, so bad I had to scrap it. I was like, I cannot fix this. But my second book, I wanted to self-publish that, like, next month. So I started reading that again, and it's like, oh, God, I need to do at least two more drafts on this because there's, there's shit wrong with it, and it's largely the writing to me. But there's there's some plot stuff, and and structural things i really feel like i need to fix that i should have fixed when i first wrote it and i didn't feel like it and now i'm like well fuck now i gotta do it now uh, six years later and it's been such an emotional roller coaster because i was really happy with this book when it was done i wasn't like really really happy with it but i was happy with it like i i, I-, I sculpted it into a thing that i thought was good enough to send to agents and it actually did decently well in that field where like I had enough people be like, hey, can you send me more? Hey, I got some questions now that I've read it. Can you indulge me? Uh, hey, I'm really interested in that. I read the first three chapters. Please send me the full book. Maybe we'll do something. You know, I'd like a small publisher, like kind of sniff around really well for it. And I have like the old emails me like, you're a good writer. This is well written. And then I'm looking at it and now I'm like, this is garbage. Why would you lie to me? You're a professional. And it's it's been really strange to work on and and fix. But like interesting in a good way? I mean, yes and no. So <laughs> it, it it's always kind of nice to be like, I've gotten better at writing. Like I can I can physically go back to my old stuff and be like, this is me then and this is me now, and I am much better at crafting a sentence or a paragraph or a plot. Uh I know how to lean into things to make them work the first time. I don't have to do two rounds or three rounds to get something good. Uh, Cause it like, you know, writing is a muscle just like drawing. It's a, it's this creative muscle that if you don't practice it, you can't get better. Right. Um, but it's also kind of an ego bruiser to, to be like the thing I was happy with that I was saving forever in the drawer to finally put out is, is needs a lot of work. And, <sighs> stuff that i feel like i'm like how did i not catch that how did i not realize that this was like a shitty sentence or that the first chapter has way too much stuff in it like no wonder most of the agents turned this down it is a really messy first chapter like just from a structural perspective if you read it you'd be like oh i don't know about this um stuff like that or like details that so the the main character of this book is is depressed it's a young adult novel he's like i think. 15 or 16 um i don't know if i ever say he's a sophomore in high school whatever age that is and uh as i was rewriting this and, and fixing something i decided you know what i'm gonna give him some like scars on one of his wrists like he, he tried to cut himself and, and that was the catalyst for you know true his parents noticed and now he's on antidepressants and now the book is starting and i don't know why i never thought of like that detail when i first wrote it because it fit in super easy. I use like the colors of scar tissue elsewhere, and so it like thematically just fits in as is sort of like, hey, is he building more scars or is he healing them? Like, oh look, there's your metaphors now. Like, just the, the the shit that you'd find in in well crafted books. And I, it's so weird to be like, how how did I miss this? Um, and obviously the writing style. Like, I could go deep into different writing styles because I had to. I. I I re-edited and, and fixed up my first book, right? Which I wrote back in 2014 and that's on Amazon and you can go buy it. And that was a rough edit, but it wasn't that rough. Like I was like, oh, I just got to fix some stuff. It wasn't like the, the writing style was fundamentally not handled properly because it was just kind of a bog standard fantasy style. It's third person limited omniscient. Like pretty much every fantasy book you read is going to be written like that, at least like any Dungeons and Dragons style thing or uh, uh, Forgotten Realms or, or whatever, right? Like it, that's that's just it's normal. So you can't fuck that up as hard. Whereas whereas going forward, I really started to develop a pro style, and uh, it turns out you can fuck that up.
0: Now I think it's very interesting. Um, you are a little more accomplished as a creative than me because you actually like produce things, like you, I guess. you have finished books and albums by now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like. Uh, like when you're talking about your agent or, or not agent, but like why uh, agents might reject the copy you're sending out and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, the stuff I work on, it's usually experimental and I'm learning and I don't share with people. So I think that's sure. maybe why I haven't had this experience of like revisiting something after I said it was done because almost nothing I do is ever like done. It's just like it was an exercise and I moved on.
1: I guess, I mean, I look at, you know, some of the comics you've had um, over the years, and you've started and stopped a handful, but, like, I feel like they were gaining traction when you stopped, They're like, you were really figuring your style out. You see that World of Warcraft comic, right? Like, that was a really cute thing. I feel like you developed that sense of character and the style and, like, the tone you wanted fairly early on and just kind of kept honing it. Um, my understanding was you kind of stopped because the game was getting less fun and also the community was... Not great to interact with.
0: Yeah. It's weird with that, though, because um, I started the comic because the game wasn't fun. And it was a way to vent uh, frustrations or point out, like, funny issues where it's like, this is a weird design choice. It's so weird that it would be funny if I framed it in this way to, like, draw attention to the bad decision. So when the game is bad again... I actually had jokes written for uh, I I think I only did the comic during World of Draenor and Legion, and when Battle for Azeroth started, I I think I had five or six uh, scripts written, like, in fact you know I had a script for each new zone, and one about the uh, faction leaders that were fighting, and one about like an internet meme character that kind of cropped up. And I didn't draw a single one of them because it was, like, it was hard to find the energy uh, to deal with the people that were, like... uh, Again, the community was getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, There was a lot of, like, weird entitlement and whining and, like... uh, If anything interesting happened in the story, then people would complain that it's too scary and upsetting. And then if anything boring happened, they would complain that they're still confused and it needs to be more simple so they can follow it. And it's like, what? what's going on? Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess that was an that. okay comic.
1: Have you gone back and looked at it over the years? Like,
0: I do. Uh, sometimes it'll come up, if I'm talking about WoW, like, I'll be reminded of a joke and I'll say, oh, actually I drew a joke about that and I'll go back and find a copy and while I have that page open, I'm reading other pages and it's like, I, I did enjoy that strip um i liked the characters in it i wanted to draw more of them but it was also just a. Uh, it was kind of weird like i would get a lot of negative feedback if i complained about certain things um like flying i still don't think flying helps the game and so when people say that the lack of flying is like the single reason why they're unsubbing it's like okay we're on completely different wavelengths then i, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I don't think we're playing the same game. Like, it's kind of weird to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm scrolling through it and I feel like your your cartoony style. Like, has that de- you've, you've improved? Like, if I look at your snake comic, I think uh, I like the style of that one more. But also like this, obviously, like every panel is colored. And so you had that going for you. And, you know, it definitely has a, a sense of self to it that I think works pretty well. And the, the joke you end on with the... uh with the tree burning and and her being on the on a roller coaster, like it's a lovely view. Like that, that's actually a, that's such a funny fucking joke. Oh yeah, see, <laughs> I see. I liked that
0: one. I I liked that it was also the kind of thing that um, it, it it's uh it's not saying too much. Like this kind of, I, I was always inspired by Sunday comics and stuff like Garfield and Peanuts, and I think that comes through a lot in my work. And this yeah. kind of strikes me as, like, a really weird, uh, morbid version of maybe a Garfield strip where there's not that much going on.
1: Sure. But that works, right? Because there wasn't that much going on in the game. I mean, that's why you were making the strip. And,
0: yeah, and actually the the story behind this strip, too, uh, the only content that came out in that patch that was, like, new content was that they added a roller coaster to the Darkman Fair. So, like, this was literally the only content in the game that week which i thought made the joke funnier with that context yeah i think it's still funny even without that context which is what kind of surprises me but i'm also really happy with this dumb tree painting i did
1: yeah it's pretty it's and then i know you've you've had a handful of things over the years but like i guess it's it's I wonder how similar to different it is. Like if you're looking at a visual thing, right? Cause you're doing comics versus I'm doing nothing but words. Uh, cause I know, and I'm sure you think you have as well, that, right? you know, your artistic abilities have improved. You've just been doing it for a while. Uh, it's been two years since the last, I think, strip of tarring it up. So you have two more years of practice in you. Wait, was it? I think so
0: um no april 8th
1: 2019 oh wow it's even even before then
0: (laughs) wow it's been really depressing for a while now um (laughs) they're they're gonna announce the new expansion next week
1: yeah yay it's looking forward to that it's one of those things where I remember um, with the R.A. Salvador books, and I, I've brought him up a handful of times on this show before now. Wow, talking's really hard right now. Uh, but I remember him. I think this was a Facebook post where, like, at some point, he went back and reread like his first book, and he's like, "Oh, this holds up. Like, you know, I'm, I'm still happy with this." And it's like, dude, you've been writing for like thirty plus years, and you literally haven't evolved your style or gotten better. Like, part of me's kind of jealous because you found the thing that worked and sold books right away and you just did it the other part of me is like bro come on like how, how have you not experimented even just a little bit with how you tell a story over all this time
0: i think the growth is a nice feeling and that's a nice thing to add perspective to i and you know actually i think i feel more growth though. Um, you mentioned my snake comic I'll go back and read that because it's narrative and I want to, like, keep things uh, in continuity and and certain stuff. So I'll go back and read it from beginning to present once in a while. And it's always, like, I'm embarrassed by some of those first pages and I have thought about, like, redoing them. Because it's like, boy, mm. the designs are so awkward or, oh, this one, it doesn't even look right. And I don't know. But it's not really worth it because it's, like, that's part of the what it is. Like, it is published. So I don't want to George Lucas it.
1: Sure. That's always kind of the thing with webcomics, too, is like you can tell the artists, like, you know, they're 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 developing it as they go, right? Like if you look at like old penny arcade to new penny arcade or or VG Cats or Cyanide and Happiness or maybe webcomics that are still relevant. I don't have a huge roster of them in my head. Dude Penny Arcade today definitely... actually make me laugh. Oh nice. But like you can you can really see that. People have improved over time. Um, I'm guessing like Homestuck is the same. I haven't it's been a bit, but like I think there I think this part of the charm of finding a long running webcomic is like really, you know, slowly seeing that that improvement and that that uh that that artistic growth. God, I wanna I can't remember if this was you that told me, but like I want to say there was like a dude on DeviantArt that really wanted some weird porn of like characters turning into the cactus from Final Fantasy. And (laughs) since it wasn't there, he just like decided he would draw it himself. And so like if you find his account, it's like him, you know, getting better at drawing over the course of like two or three years uh, of his specific like fetish porn to the point where like, oh, hey, he got pretty good at this.
0: You should, uh, you should tell Herc about that. He just mentioned, like, a joke in his Discord where he's like, I should pick one thing and just get really obnoxiously good at it and nothing else, but yeah. then, like, make money off of how good I am.
1: I, re- I saw that, and I was like, that's a brilliant idea because, one, it's fucking funny, but, two, like, it's not the worst idea to have. Like, you know, pick something and get good at it. Why not? Get big money. You know, even if you... It helps if you're, like, into it in that case if we're talking porn, probably, but... Oh, well, this is a, uh, this is a pretty good, penny arcade comic, right? Yeah, I like that. That's clever. It actually it, for the it's weird. they're kind
0: of hit and miss, um, mm-hmm. but this one's really perfect, I think.
1: Uh, for the listeners, it's about speedrunning Elden Ring, and the the links the, the the cartoony links people will end up going or have gone to already to do that. And it's
0: funny because like the first panel the joke is that he beat it in only 4 minutes but like he's explaining the technique and it fe- feels like made up words because he's so entrenched in this community where it's like everyone already knows the jargon but then it mm-hmm. like for the comedic effect they get a lot funnier where there's sort of like a terminator travel back in time so that technically the speed run was negative 5 years and then like transcending time to the point where like you are and existed before there was video games and after And in that stretch of existence, you did also beat Elden Ring, so it counts.
1: Yeah, I like that. I beat uh, Elden Ring uh, so fast, I ascended to godhood.
0: Speed running is a very interesting part of the hobby that I never got into, but I really i I appreciate it, and I get really frustrated because, like, I don't know if you know the news, but the current high score is six minutes. Really. And, uh, yeah, that just happened on, uh, I want to say Tuesday. And it was funny because somebody on Twitter was talking about, oh, did, look at, here's the video on YouTube, of the new speed run. It's only six minutes. And then I, I clicked on the tweet and the first reply to that tweet was, oh, used glitches, huh? It's like, yeah, what the fuck do you think? Like, do you, do you understand what this is? <laughs> it's like, I yeah. feel like that guy thought he was smart. That's the problem with Twitter. Don't read tweets because everyone will make you angry. But it's like, uh, there, I think there's sometimes a lack of understanding of what the hobby is. And I find that weird because it's not that hard to understand.
1: Yeah, I'm not like super into speed riding either. But I've seen, um, there's, there's a YouTube channel or two my brother will watch once in a while. And I've seen some of those. And I think I really appreciate like the dedication people have. And just like kind of the community that forms around it It, it's it's a neat thing to casually observe from kind of afar and and every once in a while just get a little taste of it be like oh that's cool like people figured out how to break break this game so they could beat it really fast and and there's a lot of like how do you overcome challenges that that the developers didn't you know intend to be in the game at all and it's it's a cool like piece of problem solving i guess
0: uh i do these um Art exercises, I try to do them like once a week with Herc and some other guys too, but we'll have these like random prompts. And I remember one week, uh, the prompt was, uh, we were talking about the Peachet crown, which spawned oh. the Bowsette fan art and all the yeah. other characters. And it's like, Oh, we should pick a character that hasn't really been done yet. And so I picked the, uh, that spider from Mario 64 from the cave level.
1: What was that spider I'm trying to remember what like that looks orange like and oh it was orange yeah. And it had,
0: yeah yeah big big googly eyes mm. and uh I drew like a princess um cave spider character but I also like worked it into this weird like parallel dimension like fourth dimensional uh space and time travel there's like matrix numbers were like spinning in the background and stuff and the cosmos like warping into a singularity and back, and like that was part of the art. Was that this character, um, is, like that's her realm, and no one understood what I was referencing. And I realized, like, oh, this is an inside joke from like the speedrunning community about how, like, uh, there's like a theoretical thing such as like a half A press. Because technically, if you push the A button, there's two parts there's the part where you push down, and the part where you release. And so in an emulator, if you only do the push down part, but you never actually release, then it like triggers something else. And then you use the spider where if you bump into it and it follows you far enough, then it can catch you behind a wall. And if you take damage from the spider and then fall long enough, then it like locks Mario's like exponential uh, momentum number into, like, the millions, and then you can, like, sequence break a whole lot of stuff by traveling real fast because of bouncing off the spider in that way. And it's like, I was explaining this to everybody, and it's like, boy, I'm not even into this hobby, but I seem to know a lot about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are the... My, my version of that is, uh you know the game Trackmania? The racing game? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, there's, there's a really, like, crazy community of people trying to get you know the the best records in the world right the and there's a youtube channel that every once in a while i will watch and i don't care about this game at all but the 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 channel is really good and like the competition like it's you kind of get invested in it you're just like "Ah, i hope this dude breaks the world record because he's got a better screen name than the other guy or whatever right like just and it's just kind of fun um once again, to like casually observe some of this, and you know it exists. And you're like, "Oh, that's kind of a big, neat thing that you know a small, tight-knit pe- group of people are doing." But I don't, I don't want to be part of because it looks difficult and not worth the effort to me.
0: No, I hear that.
1: I don't know. I, I wonder if it's virtual. W-I-R-T-U-A-L. u a l. That is the. Yes, it is. I recognize his name. So if, if people want to watch some Trackmania stuff, um Virtual, go, go check him out. Um He's got a ton of videos and they're 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 kind of fun. Also, holy shit, they got like four million views, some of these. People like their speedruns. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, in regards to old art, the last part of this I want to bring up, uh, we can go to Warhammer now, because I have definitely hemmed and hawed about repainting my first set of models, and Herc is, like, very adamant that I do not do that because I will regret it down the line. I don't know if you've gone back to your first models at all and basically stripped them and started over.
0: No. Um, My first models actually turned out really good. And I don't mean this as, like, a condescending joke that I did it right, but it's, like, starting with Grey Knights is such a good decision of mine because... They're so simple and straightforward that there's not a lot you can do wrong. So what's funny is I look at my early ones and I think, oh, they're okay. And I look at the stuff I've done more recently and it's better. I have learned things I've improved. But if you put them on a table together, it's not like a night and day. uh, Oh, back when I was 12 and I was eating the paint. Ha ha
1: ha. Like, it's not that. Sure. Yeah, and... I, I I feel like there's a pretty stark difference between my old Chaos Space Marines and the ones I'm doing now. Um, I don't hate my old ones. I'm just like, man, I, I've gotten so much better at this, and these models are cool. I kind of want to like do them right. But I also kind of appreciate the I don't know what I was doing, so I painted them purple, and then because I had no real brush control, I kind of just dry brushed the silver on and, and, and got the ridges in the armor and also everywhere else a bit, but I, they look kind of beat to shit which fits. I, honestly, I kind of more want to just redo the weapons.
0: Actually, cuz those you know, look kind of bad. It, I I might revisit my Tyranids.
1: Your monarch um, ones?
0: Yeah, I don't um I don't think I have to like strip the paint, but I think they need more on the body because uh it's just it's too much black and it it that was the intent. Like, I, I achieved what I intended to do, but the longer I look at it, it just kind of feels like they're incomplete. Um, I wanted the um, the Chitin to pop with that pattern, and it's the bright color. It's got spots and stripes, um, and then the rest, I want the body to be, like, a black blob so that when there's, like, an army of them, you almost can't tell them apart, and that's the scary part.
1: But sure. I've been looking
0: at other models, and it's like, you know, there's so much detail on these guys. Like, I really want to bring out some, like, fleshy tones. Like, they can still be black. But I think, uh, maybe not the little guys. I'll just leave them as a mess. But uh, I ordered a new character. Like, there's a new Tyranid character piece. And it's like, this one deserves a little more than what I did already. And so I've been thinking about, like, how do I bring out these colors? Like, how do I uh, do something with these that is still true to the theme and still lets the orange pop, but really I want it to look better than my other ones. So that is a yeah. true thing.
1: Man, I'm trying to find this real quick. I saw a dude paint. Uh, he did a really cool tier in it, and I'm just like, I want to do an army in that scheme, but it would be hard. But it was almost like a undersea kind of coral uh, color scheme. We He faded in like some really light... Um, light blues and, and, and like pinks and yellows and I had them blend together.
0: People get really creative with the Tyranids and I think that's why I committed to the um, Oh, excuse me. Um, I committed to the Butterfly scheme just because it's like I can't just do something basic like a flat color. I gotta step up my game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that because I've and I've seen some like more slightly basic Tyranids. Uh, but there's still, like, something about him that the person did, like, you know, to go well above and beyond. Um, come on, where is this line Sometimes it's just the weathering.
0: Rate? Like, if they can look like it's actual flesh and actual dirt, um, the basic color schemes aren't bad. Yeah, here's the new model. I just sent you one. And it basically looks like other Tyranids, um... Like, in fact, this is kind of just, like, a miniature version of my big butterfly. It's, like, it's propped up on a big tail. It has bat wings.
1: It's a fucking dope model, though.
0: Yeah. Um. And I'm looking at it, and it's like, yeah, I, I can't just do the same flat black approach and, like, dry brush a little gray. Like, I'm going to have to do something that makes it look like a scary monster while adhering to the theme. And that's my next uh, challenge. Now, what is this lake? Yeah. This looks cool, dude.
1: Oh, this dude, um, Squidmar, he's building... He bought the Talmanta, and he's building this giant diorama for it, where it, like, crashes, and so he's got this huge, um... Just big box of, like, foam that he's sculpted and painted with a couple other people, and and there's, like, a Tyranid hive underneath, and there's a crazy a gene-stealer cult lab hidden away. such and, a
0: great theme. Uh, like, this diorama is a great concept.
1: It's so cool. Um, but I love the I love the look of this tyranny he did, like the, the bright colors and the the fades and stuff, and it's like, could I could I do this? And I'm looking at it again and I'm thinking, yeah, but God, it might not be worth it. Like that would be really hard to do for an army. Especially a swarm army.
0: Yeah, and that's something else. Like, I'm really looking forward to the new rule book coming out. Uh I think mine shows up tomorrow. And it's like I uh, I'm gonna actually like start working on more Tyranids again, which is something that I said I might not ever do, but I'm just so excited. Or sure. like, you know, I could I could do a 500 point team. I, it's just a little bit more orange. I can do it. Hmm. Um. I've wanted. to it's fun I've... looking at all the different models because it's like, oh, how how would I apply this scheme to this guy? Because he looks so different. He this guy is like exposed brain. What color would the brain be? Do I break the pattern? Do I lean into it? Oh, I gotta think about it.
1: Yeah, it actually is funny because this model you just sent me, I'm like, oh man, I don't think the coral scheme would work for something with like wings like this. Like, it, it looks cool on a smaller model without a weapon, but once you start adding in their weird kind of flesh guns and the wings and the, the the tentacles and stuff, like, I don't know how I would apply that, and I don't have any references, so I don't. I I think I'm going to abandon that idea before I get attached to it.
0: Yeah, you know, something else too, um, like I mentioned, this is a character model. Uh, It's got, like, a quirk that other Tyranid units don't, where it's kind of like Alien, where it'll, like, uh, it'll inject you with eggs, and then chestbursters come out. And it's got these, like, spindly tentacles, like, trailing off its back. And the idea is that, like, what it does is it basically, like, flies over and, like, tries to, like whip and tag you while it's flying over and it leaves um and then you're like itchy and uncomfortable until you die and miniature ones creep out and it's like it's a disruptive force like while you're being gunned at by the troopers down the road this one will like fly over the building on your flank um infect one or two guys and then flee for another run later while you're like you're basically distracted and it's like it—it sure. it, it kind of um, breaks from the pattern of the rest of the swarm, and so it's like I want storytelling, like I want something about it that makes it look gross and, uh, like functionally different, but it's still, uh, it's still part of that same hive. Yeah, for sure.
1: I saw—I've I, talked about this. I think when I first saw, it, but there was a really cool Tyranid scheme someone did where he did a. Uh, he took that, like, glittery powder you'd get for, like, uh, painting your nails, and then he put that on the Tyranid's head, like, glued some of it down, and then did, like, a clear coat over that, and then did kind of, like, a black with a little bit of green, sort of, like, xenomorph uh, colors, and that was really neat, and fairly easy to do, it looked like, once you bought the materials, and it's like, oh, that would be a fun scheme to do an army, but I don't... I'm not like itching to get these on a game board. So I feel like doing like the easiest color scheme or whatever, or like a really easy painting method sort of defeats the purpose of buying the bottles. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: (laughs) If you're working on a diorama or a display piece or a, a conversation piece, it's fun to do something unique. Um, I actually, I saw somebody who painted their, uh, like the military guys but it's like they painted them a flat green so that they looked like toy army men and they they did like bases where they like they filled in the spots so that like their legs were connected like the toy army men like it it wasn't just lazy like there was attention to detail to it but at mm-hmm. the same time you like pan the camera back and there's just a lot of green and it's like meh yeah like, like this is a fun concept but
1: eh God, that's an expensive concept, too. Let's take these $50 models and make them look like they were
0: $5. Yeah. Now, the plus side, you could always go back and, like, start painting in more. Like, yeah. you know, you could do the skin over the green. And, and like, yeah, maybe, uh maybe what he did was he primed them all green and, like, did the the detail work and um took pictures and then turned them into real models later.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think at some point, though, I will I will invest in some Tyranids. I just have to figure out how I want to do them.
0: Yeah, uh, there are some neat models. I think I kind of like almost all of them. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, because their prices tend to fluctuate, too. Like, the, I don't know how this new book is going to go, but with the last one, there are certain units that you just want to go to eBay, because they're going to be half off, because no one's using them. And it's like, hey, if you just want a cool... Uh, you know, Hiveguard. They got nerfed really bad in this new book. So maybe wait a month and see if anyone's selling their Hiveguards.
1: I saw um one guy he was doing basing where he was taking uh he was just cutting out like pieces of cardboard and then he was taking like a hobby knife or a screwdriver and just putting some some long lines in them and then when he primed them and painted them, he made them look like uh kind of like metal tiles. Like you would be in like an old Spaceship, kind of like an alien or something, you know, chunky technology. And he he cut up some sprue and glued those down, painted them silver to make them look like cables. And it was such a cheap, effective way to do like sci-fi basing, uh, and that looked fairly good for like the the amount of effort. And I'm like, I want to do that for my tier. like I kind of want to do more space themed. I think and and have like instead of doing my my cracked earth kind of cheap basing that I have been doing, um. And then obviously I the, the glass thing is, I will stay for the orcs but never want to do ever again because that was a total fucking pain in the butt. It did look good though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. Oh shit, this is a cool Tyranid. He's it's like khaki with teal, which I kinda thought about doing this color scheme already, but now that I'm seeing someone else did it, it's like, yeah, actually this is a, the image link. This is a, a cool, cool look.
0: Oh, yeah, it's actually uh, kind of got this, like, beetle shell uh, reflective quality to it. Yeah. I like that. That would be a nice army. That would be very smart.
1: I don't know if I would do the blades blue, but I don't know what color I would make them.
0: Um, You know what I might do? I don't always like this concept, but uh, going back to that weird, like, infection guy, I might have a guardsman. But like, put on some modeling clay or something, so like his uh, chest is bursting out, and put a little like Tyranid bit like poking out from his chest, so like he, he just exploded. That'd be pretty cool. That might be, yeah. That might be more fun for a display than for actually like on the pieces that I was playing with it. But I could, I could magnetize that too if I wanted to take it off.
1: Yeah, that's something I wouldn't mind trying with um, bigger models—is the magnets. Um, especially with like the Tyranids where you get like the bigger ones where they have like five or six different arms with totally different weapons that have totally different stats. And it's like, oh, it would be kind of neat to be able to switch those around if I actually played. Yeah. I actually, you know, customize um, the army.
0: My big wing one, I might have to break that apart and install magnets just because I can't fit it in my, uh, my box. Like I have a case designed for carrying things and it's still too big to fit on a shelf. Oh, so it's wow. like, boy, I wish I magnetized these wings. Now you sent me this you cool uh, really... yellow jacket.
1: Yeah, it's like a bee.
0: If they weren't like already so many yellow, bees.
1: Yeah that too. But like yellow is a hard hard to to work with. So to to like that of a of a yellow.
0: <sighs> that too. Even yeah. my orange of not, a not like, I'm of of dreading that part, and it's not even yellow.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh shit, this one looks like a sea monster. This is cool. It's like got blues and a little bit of pink. Blue and pink fucking is great, by the way, like as a color. Blue, pink, purple, like hell yeah.
0: Oh yeah, and that one's like on some brickage
1: too. I like that. But I think I think that was me venting about art projects in a way. I thought I was gonna complain more. I'm kinda glad I didn't. I could, (laughs) but I will say to the to the point of my book, I've cut almost three thousand words out of it uh so far. I, I have actually gone through about the first half. I have to go back to chapter one now. I was gonna work on it today and then I was like, I'm I don't want to. <laughs> I th- I think I'm gonna take a break today and not not think about it. Um it does sound like you've been making like, good progress though. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where when I was going through um AMP, that novella, like I was like that was like kind of a crushing defeat to like give up on that. And it wasn't very long, but, like, I remember being really happy with that, and I was trying a lot of stuff. Uh, It's not so much the writing that failed that, I think. The dialogue wasn't as good. The uh, plotting wasn't as good. Like, it just, it was way too intricate for what I was capable of doing at the time, and it shows. Um, This, this is uh, somewhat of that problem, but I clearly got better between the two. And so it's kind of neat to be like, okay, well, I did improve, you know, from one year to the next, and, like, this is fixable. It- it'll take some elbow grease, but it's not, like, I'm gonna scrap it. It just probably won't get up till, like, December of this year instead of, you know, July. Oh, that plant one looks fucking awesome. And so sort does of this, is, like, black and silver clay. one,
0: too. Um... This guy did some interesting stuff where he's like peeling back the armor bits to look like they're supposed to open. And he used oh, uh wow. sculpting clay to like add all the fleshy parts on the underneath.
1: Oh, uh, is that is that finished or is that a work in progress? Because I don't know if I like that green and gray.
0: No, the green is the clay. That's all hand done. Okay. And the gray is the model kit.
1: Wow. That is fucking cool. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Dude, you show up and like someone but, brings that army out, you'd be like, "I'm fucked, I lost."
0: Oh, here's a undead dragon that's vomiting up ghosts. Like, I, okay, if you guys want to see cool Warhammer stuff, um, go to Pinterest. Don't go to the Reddit.
1: Okay, I now want to. Is this like an official model, or did he like make this?
0: I want to say, well, the those ghosts are from something else, but that dragon isn't as is a model, yeah.
1: There's, like, the concept of, like, I want to now write a story about an undead dragon that vomits ghosts. I don't know what the story will be about, but I'm going to, I'm going to remember that.
0: It should just be, like, a, a monster fighter man that haunts, hunts, I'm going to get the monster. And he sees this happen, he goes, dude, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> this is so metal.
1: I keep, t- I do so many okay, stories well, about ghosts.
0: That's enough of that.
1: Yeah, do we wanna? Um, are we done? You got anything ghosts, you wanna talk about yet? Yeah, we're about are cool, an hour. Though. I guess so. Cool. Do you have a glad space? Um. Yeah. The hell is it? Oh. Oh, not to not to like be super self indulgent and keep talking about writing. But so, uh, a couple weeks ago, I finished a short story which had ghosts in it. Um, it's called Fishing for Ghosts, and it's about a dude literally fishing for ghosts. And my boss uh, is super into fishing. So at one point, I was like, hey, Dan, I got some questions for you because I'm writing a story about fishing. And he's like, you are. And so I I gave him some questions. He gave me some answers. He's like, thanks, I will use these. And so I finished it and it went over really well in my writer's group. And so I sent it to him and he got around to reading it today. And he's like, Chad, that was fucked up. You wrote a really demented story. When I read stories about fishing, they're like, you know, they take place in nature and, and, and people are having a good time. Like what you wrote was fucked up, and I was like, yes. <laughs> That's a good review. That is a good review. Oh, these look like uh freaking old beast wars.
0: Oh, dude, you're right. I think it's the colors.
1: I imagine that was on purpose.
0: I'm not sure. I mean they, they kind of complement each other, so you might have just accidentally landed there.
1: But like those those wings look like a beast wars transformer
0: yeah and that yellow is a little plasticky like that's not a
1: very uh natural yellow Hmm. but anyways anonymous if anybody wants to read my short stories some of them are good most of them are ghosts how about you are you glad about anything
0: yeah um I, so, like, we do this podcast for uh, for fun, you know. Like, this doesn't get us money. Um, I'm paying out of pocket to host it, but it's mostly mm-hmm. just to not only share uh, stories with each other because we like to talk, but also I've gotten feedback that people like listening. So it's like, oh, hey, you know, we have listeners. Let's just keep doing it. I still take the show kind of serious and i still uh you know i want to make sure every hour is maybe worth listening to to some degree Mm -hmm. i try to think of new topics uh new things to do new ways to do things and um so even though this isn't maybe like the biggest deal in the world uh i do take the show serious um that being said part of that is having a rivalry and so i'm happy to report that uh the rival to this show, um, what? Let me get the name right. Uh, we, we actually, even though they got a head start, they're coming to an end, which means that we might have a chance to outpace Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. <laughs> um, that fuck is, is stopping his show for some reason and it's what's weird is like they would cover stuff that we would cover like literally two months ago he did a show on like his favorite Saturday morning cartoons like uh, Yogi Bear and stuff like we were just putting in our tier list and it's like dude how did you beat me to this like by a month and so it's like whatever I'll be the better man and we're gonna stick to it so we're gonna promise we're gonna do more than 400 episodes and see how he likes it then um, his back catalog, they got so much stuff on there, like, uh, interviewing the cast of Airplane, interviewing Dick Van Dyke, uh, Weird Al. Yeah, they, you know, he, they just did a Weird Al thing right after we did our music show. Like, it's pissed me off. So, anyways, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, finally done. Now it's just a great backlog to look at and laugh.
1: That was nice.
0: Yeah, I've been listening to this pretty much, uh all week um
1: god i I like gilbert Gottfried.
0: yeah have you ever listened to the show
1: no i didn't know we had a podcast which is kind of stupid in hindsight so it's like all of the really good comedians started so i actually
0: that's why i kind of skipped it for a while was uh i feel like there was a trend where just everybody's just kind of doing it and they're making ad money and it wasn't like a thing they're passionate about so i never bothered um discovering that his show was actually good because he's talking about things he's passionate about and like actually funny and has actual funny guests it's like oh wait a minute this is a good one
1: yeah one of my favorite bits from him was when he was on the roast of Joan Rivers which I, I, I think everyone should go if you're listening to this you should go find that it's only like six minutes long but he's got this thing where he's like he's just saying how how many bats are in her vagina. And he says <laughs> it so many times. It's like louder and louder and louder. And it's so abrasive and dumb. And it just like transcends into like fucking art. And it's so funny.
0: Okay. I, so I did a Google search. I was curious what would come up. And um. There's like a list of Gilbert Godfrey jokes. And there was one where he was on uh, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. This is back in 2005. And he's dressed up like Yoda. And Leno is like on a Skype call with Yoda to ask him how he's, how like, how retirement's going. And Gilbert, just like Yoda, is like, oh, I can't retire. It's it's the Bush security plan. Um, You know, screwed are we. And there's like, There's not many laughs to it. And then he says, like, in my galaxy, that joke kills.
1: (laughs) He's he's (laughs) always able
0: to save it like that. I love it.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard his normal-ass talking voice either. Well, I mean, the thing is, that's
0: kind of his voice. I Like, he plays up and, and shouts at a high volume for, like, performance. But when he's, like, mellow and talking, there's still that, like, rough shrillness to it (laughs) oh wow it's um no it's kind of interesting uh but seriously uh um the gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast it's like 400 episodes worth of stuff you know that are worth listening to which you can't Mm -hmm. always say there's some good shows out there but they don't always make it to 400
1: yeah Man, it's been a bad bad couple years for comedians because we lost Bob Saget, we lost Gilbert. Uh, didn't Norm go last year?
0: Well, yeah, someone pointed out there's, like, a weird... Uh, it's been exactly three months between um, Norm and Saget, and it was three months between uh, Norm and Gilbert now. Or got the orders wrong. But it's, like, there's, like, a weird timing thing where it's just, like, man this cancel culture am i right mm.
1: <laughs> yeah god it, it sucks because I, I liked all of those comedians for one reason i really like bob sagett's so like that one sucked and i'm not as familiar with gilbert stand up but i'm like really itching to go find it now oh yeah and it sucks uh, that it's like oh someone died i better go see who they were like and it's like oh what if i would have done that when he was alive that would have been better i well, i know i guess um, like I, I,
0: I... i'm sorry keep going
1: oh just that like life is short and you know appreciate things while you have them I guess
0: um yeah when Norm passed that hit me really hard but there was this like outpour of just everybody sharing like their favorite moments and their favorite jokes and their favorite stories and when Gilbert passed that hit me just as hard but it's like nobody seemed to know. It's like oh was he still doing things And it's like, what? Like, yeah. Like, he's in cartoons all the time. Like, he's got an iconic voice. Like, what the... Uh, You didn't watch Smiling Friends, right? No. They got him to play... Like, he was the voice of God. And it was funny because uh, they teased that episode would have a big voice actor. Like, there would be a cameo in it. And that episode, one of the characters goes to hell and Satan was voiced by the angry video game nerd. And so it's just kind of funny because it's like, oh, the angry video game nerds in this show. And at the end, uh, Gilbert Gottfried shows up to say, like, don't worry, I'll save the day. And it's just, like, the funniest thing because it's like, you can't not recognize the voice. Yeah. So that's that. Um, uh, Normally we we would uh, respect the dead with a moment of silence, but we, we're talking about our favorite comedians so we should close the show with a moment of laughter and fart jokes yay
1: <laughs> spit on my good microphone why did I do that
0: Good night, everybody <laughs> you gotta get a spit everybody. shield like I have yeah that's why my audio isn't so good I'm sorry everybody
1: patooey